Welcome to Emotion Well, EFR's podcast about all things related to emotional wellness. I'm Johanna Dunlevy, the wellness manager for Employee and Family Resources, also known as EFR, and I'm the host of our podcast. As an FYI, EFR is located in Des Moines, Iowa, and we are Iowa's first employee assistance program and provide a variety of services you can learn more about at www.efr.org. I'm here today with a friend of mine, Sarah Sparks of Create the Spark. Sarah and I have known each other for over 20 years. Can you believe that? I love it. (laughs) I love it too. So I was so excited when I thought to bring you on the podcast because we've been friends for so many years and I've, I've seen you through so many life changes and I think you've you know, you could say the same for me. We've been um, with each other for a lot of ups and a lot of downs and a lot of the in-between, which makes up the most of life, right? And uh, you have inspired me over the years to just think differently about my authentic self and my intuition and that spiritual aspect of well-being. And so I thought you'd be the perfect guest today to kick off season four of Emotion Well and to ring in the new year, 2022 on the topic of spiritual well-being. So welcome to Emotion Well, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. (laughs) And and welcome to everybody who's tuning in and Happy New Year. Yeah. Well, tell our listeners a little bit about Sarah Sparks and Create the Spark. Yes. Well, I am a farm-raised, college-educated, former local government employee turned business owner who's no longer ashamed of her spiritual (laughs) woo-woo-ness. (laughs) <laughs> Woo-woo-ness is definitely a technical term. I <laughs> very technical, very yes, technical. For sure. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's me. Um, I align the soul of one's business, meaning the energy of one's business, with uh, the soul of their with with their soul, with the the reason, the business of their soul, of why their soul came into their body. I have the ability that literally my soul was sent into my own body to teach people how to lead with their soul all while listening to divine guidance. Um, And so I can connect with another human soul with their permission and share with the human that I'm talking with why the soul came into their body. And if you would have asked me that in 2018, I would have not told you (laughs) that I was so scared to share that with people. Yeah. Because that was, that's truly me. There's so many levels of being authentic and so many levels of being spiritual and so many levels of being yourself. But when we get to the core, when people come to me, they're asking me, who am I? Why am I here? What is my purpose? And how can I make this spiritual business that I really want to have and the spirituality that, that I have built, I want to share this with others, but can I really be making money at it? Can I have a profitable, successful business in this? And throughout the last three years with my husband retiring, quote unquote, as a CIO from an oil company, us moving to Iowa from Florida to Iowa, back home in Iowa. (laughs) Um, And then back um, back, we kind of like did the rubber band effect of Florida to Iowa, then to South Carolina. In those, all the moves and the change, I just continued to listen to my divine guidance and I am able to support an entire family and buy a house and uh, everything with this quote unquote spiritual business that I have. So 
that's a lot of times when people say, well, what really made the change for you? It was being my true authentic self at a soul level and truly seeing my soul and understanding it and appreciating it. So I'm just thinking about over the 20 plus years that we've known each other. So in 2001, we met in college. We're both graduates of the University of Northern Iowa. I don't know if you remember the class we met in. Oh, yes. It was uh, speaking. It was a Oral communications. Oral communications. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we met an oral communication. next to me. <laughs> yes, yes. So that was fun. And then we just clicked and we, I always like to share just some personal things. Like, so we both became group fitness instructors together. We went through similar kind of life stages, getting married right out of college. And it's just been fun to see your growth. And so in 2001, when I met you, did you have any idea? what your soul's purpose was. Had you thought about it? You had no idea. And I think that's probably pretty typical for a 20-something, you know. I mean, that's, you know, that's the thing about those formative years is how are you supposed to know when you're 18 to 22 years old what you want to do for the rest of your life? I have an opinion after, after being, getting, like, finding and meeting my first husband in college and then getting married to him right after college, being with him until I was 28. In those years of 20s, I now have the opinion of one should not get married. Yeah. It's so <laughs> there young. Is so, there is so much growth yeah. and understanding and self-awareness that happens during those years that I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to put someone through what I put my ex-husband through because that man never even knew me. I, cause I didn't even know me. Right. And right. then I didn't love myself. So how in the world could I be like, I'm going to commit a lifetime to this person. <laughs> and I'm going to love you with all of my heart and stand in front of hundreds of people at a church and tell them that when I had not a clue if right. I loved myself. Well, and, you know, when you go back to the neuroscience of just the brain development, the prefrontal cortex, a.k.a. the executive decision maker of the brain, isn't even fully developed by the age of 25. I mean, I think around 25 is when it becomes fully developed. So think about all of the big decisions people are making pre-total brain development. And, you know, and that's just one aspect of growth and development. You know, that's not even getting into the what's my purpose, what do I want in life? Yeah. You know, what's going to f- fill me up? So now in 2009, I remember we went out to dinner and I, I sensed a shift. I sensed a shift in your, I guess I would say your spirit. And I think you're kind of coming into maybe what you have now, but in the earlier stages, is that around mm. when it happened? No. That- no, okay. <laughs> that was me saying... I did not want to live this life anymore, the gotcha. old life. I want to be free. So a lot of times my clients are coming to me saying, I just want to be free. Mm-hmm. But what I want to ask the listeners, uh, ask anybody now, is what is it that you truly want to be free from? So yes, there's like stages of like, oh, yes, let's step into my soul and let's have all this spiritual awakening and goodness and dance around a fire. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's lovely. 
but there's stages. And for me, that stage was just, holy mackerel, I do not want this life. I don't want to live in this box that I have put myself in. I want to be free. And my first business was called To Be Free because I wanted to. Didn't know that. I know. I something new. I didn't know that. <laughs> and I wanted I wanted to teach people how to be free. I wanted to show people. But all along the way, I was trying to figure it out myself. And so in 2009, when I when we were at dinner, having edamame for the it was, first time. It was the star bar. <laughs> yes, we did have edamame. <laughs> I know. We, you and I have these like amazing minds that remember all <laughs> Everything. these fantastic details that no one else ever does. And so then we sound like we're crazy because you're like, <laughs> remember those purple shoes? And you're like, no, Absolutely. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So at that moment when I was talking with you, it was me shedding the old me. It's kind of like a snake shedding its skin. Gotcha. It's like, okay, I'm going to figure out who I really am. At that stage, I was like, what kind of eggs do I like? Mm. How do I like my hair? What do I like to wear? Where do I want to live? Just How be more I mindful about yourself. Yes. Thinking more deeply about your preferences and the choices you're making. Before that, I was making all of my daily decisions, life decisions on what other people thought I should be doing just so I could get their acceptance and their love. It reminds me of the movie Runaway Bride with Julie Roberts when her favorite (laughs) eggs were what, whoever she was engaged to at the time, whatever their favorite eggs were. Mm-hmm. When you said eggs, that just reminded yep. me of that. So That's, I saw that movie and I was like, holy yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for people who are listening, who might be wondering what is spiritual well-being? Because I think that we are now as a society starting to embrace it a little bit more. I think wellness has become a more holistic approach in the last five-ish years. You know, I've been a wellness professional since 2004, which gosh, that's going on 20 years now, which is crazy to think about. But I really don't think it's been more than five-ish years that people are starting to kind of embrace this idea of, oh, spiritual well-being is one part of my total well-being. And so how would you define spiritual well-being for, for those of us listening who may not have a clue what that means, or they may think that it's related to, you know, an organized religion or a faith? Because I think a lot of times spirituality is associated with religion, but it doesn't have to be. So how would you explain that to someone who's sitting down with you for the first time or someone you're talking to at a coffee shop about what you do for for your... I would first ask you, what is the relationship that you have with yourself? Gotcha. And do you realize that, do you have an awareness that you're sacred? that you're divine? Do you realize that you could have a two-way communication with God, source, creator, spirit, the universe? or Whatever your higher power is. Mm -hmm. Or do you believe that it's just a sit and pray and maybe possibly never actually get what you really want? Where, Where are you on the spectrum that you believe that you can have a relationship? It's all about relationship. That's to me, that's what spiritual wellness is, is asking, 
asking yourself, am I healthy? Am I mentally healthy? Am I emotionally well? Yes, it could be, am I a certain, it's not, no, it's not. It's not even about what size you are <laughs> in a body form. It's the relationship, emotional well-being that you have with yourself, I would say. And I think in life, we often get so consumed by our relationships with other people. You know, we focus on strengthening or repairing or rebuilding or building relationships with other people that we often don't think about. What about the relationship with yourself? Because that kind of goes back to what you said earlier. You know, if I don't even know myself, how can I expect someone else to know me and support me and love me and have a life together? Mm -hmm. And of course, for those who may be listening who are well advanced into a, uh, a spiritual modality, yes, relationship with self um, is kind of a starting point. So there is way more advanced. And the concept of self is a whole, a whole nother topic. Uh, concept of self, meaning you yourself could be your mind. It could be your body. It could be your spirit. Mm -hmm. It could be the energy, your essence. Mm -hmm. um, there is uh, an aura. There is uh, an energy force around you. So there is multiple facets to the self and then even different levels of a personality um, and knowing how to positively love and parent yourself, um, meaning there's the little person inside you. So not actually a little person, but like little girl, little boy yeah. that was formed between uh, conception and age six. That's also when the subconscious was formed. And then from like seven to 11, the ego was formed. And then on up, that's when you became the adult, your own parent. But some people don't ever reach or understand how they could lovingly parent their ego. Some people think that you just have to like tell the ego to shut up and take a seat. But that's not how I want to ever talk to my seven or 11 year old. <laughs> you know, I, I have a almost eight year old tomorrow. Yeah. And so, um, so spiritual well-being is taking all the facets of mind, body, soul, spirit, energy, essence, but it boils down to, to keep it as simple as possible. What is that relationship like with yourself? And how did you explore that for yourself? I understand how you help other people explore that, but was that something that, did you turn to a mentor or a guide when you were yeah, starting so this journey to, you know, finding yourself and? <laughs> yes. So I moved to Florida to start my life with my now husband, Craig, and I was searching for a job. There's two parts to this. Uh, one, I was searching for a job because I had completely quit everything. <laughs> I wrapped up my master's at Drake and I, um, oh, what all, what all the other things? I, I quit my job as a parks and rec director. Could you, could you ever imagine me as a parks director? You know, I, I, I remember, can't. I remember that blip on your radar, <laughs> but no. <laughs> I totally bombed it. So um, anyway, so I quit all of that and I moved to Florida searching for a job and I was at a bank and a networking and I just had this feeling and I knew that I could always connect with what I would have said at the time, God, 
Mm -hmm. um, and I knew I could always connect. And I remember having connections when I was three-ish, but then I turned it off when I was about 18 and then it kicked back on and I turned it, started turning it back on when I was 28. And when I was at the bank, I was starting to, I was around 28, 29 and I was networking and this woman comes up and we start talking and I hear, she's going to show you and teach you what you have been searching for. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Like that I could actually hear that. I thought that was cool. And then I was like, hmm, well, let, well let, let's explore this. Yeah. So I like getting to know people. I love travel. So I just started talking with this woman. She has a Spanish accent, but I could, I didn't tell that it was like, you know, Spanish from Mexico or from Spain or, or, or maybe like a flair of Italy. Like it was just like this, this, this combo. So I said to her, I was like, where, where are you from? Like, where have you traveled? Like your accent is really unique. And she's like, oh, well, <laughs> I was born in Italy, raised in, uh, oh my gosh, it's South America. I can't, I forget the, 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 and then, and then she moved up to Philadelphia and I was like, oh my gosh, and now you wound up in Florida. So we started talking about, about her travels. And I said, so I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm supposed to work with you. I mean, and um, I'm not quite sure how you work, but I'm thinking you're supposed to guide me to something that I already know. And I'm not even quite, quite sure what that is. And she's like, oh my goodness. Yes, I'm a spiritual life coach. Oh, wow. And let's start off with a reading. And I was like, hmm, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was raised Catholic. I mean, like, right. Like, I, it was not even thought about to have like, like crystals, you know, or uh -huh. anything. I mean, like it was never talked about. So I was like, reading, huh? What are you talking about? So she sat down and she channeled. Uh, this is very common for anybody who tries to read me. They can't like it's, I mean, she did. She was able to connect with one of my grandfathers and one of my grandmothers. And there was messages. It ends up being messages for everybody else. And I'm like over here going, Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and I think that that was, that's always been designed so I can go directly to my own divine guidance. Uh, so from there, I took a few sessions uh, with her five and she started helping me think differently. I always recommend people read the four agreements. She had me read the four agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And it's, it helped me shift the way that I was thinking about the relationship that I had with myself how I was communicating with others, how I was taking things personal, how, how I was making assumptions. And that started just looking at what are the beliefs that I have about myself that I have been projecting onto others my, my whole life, right. trying to seek that acceptance. So from there, then I continued my search to have a, to, to get a job. And I had gone through several interviews, like to like the last stage and they would always choose someone like with a doctorate or who had like 20 years of experience. And I'm like, dude, like, that's not me. So obviously you're not trying to search for a 28 year old. And so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so Craig, my now husband, Craig, I, mean, I know that y'all don't know who that is, but anyways, Craig um, says to me, you don't have any principles to stand on. That's why you don't have a job. And I'm like, wow, 
that's kind of harsh, but that's just kind of how he rolls. And I'm like, I do too have principles. And he's like, no, you don't. And I'm like, all right. So we go to a spiritual gathering that night and it's kind of like a book study, but for spiritual peeps. And so we have this book and we have this, um, uh, these sheets of paper that we're all pulling out of a basket and I pull a sheet of paper out of a basket and it's a word and it's principle. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right, God, talk with me, you know, like spirit, I, I call God spirit. And I'm like, all right, spirit, talk with me. So that next morning I sat down and I talk with spirit in a way that I talk with everybody a little bit sassy. And I was like, all right, fine. You think I have principles? Fine. How many? And I hear nine. <laughs> I'm like nine for the love of Pete. Like, can we get like three? So I'm like trying to bargain with, with spirit here. And then I'm like, fine. If you think that I have all these, all these principles and I have nine of them, what are they? And this is the book that I wrote them in. And I know that you can't see that. Oh, but I can see, well, called, I can see it, of course, but well, no one else can. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's on the front of it, it's Think Very Big. And I was working as a personal assistant to an author at the time, like running errands for her, doing her laundry, vacuuming, all, all the things that a qualified person with a master's in public administration should, should be doing for $10 an hour, you know, all the things. And so <laughs> I wrote it down in this book. And this is the only thing that I wrote in this book. And the nine principle, my nine principles of life. The first one is respect and honor the one source within me creator. Number two, respect, honor, and see the one source within others in all living creatures. Number three, live in gratitude and so forth and so on. What I want you to know though, is I did not know what respect and honor. Like I was like, how do I respect and honor? What does that even mean? And then one source within me, there is a one source within me, like mm -hmm. what? And then it was creator. I was like, uh, pardon me, who's creator? Because <laughs> like, again, Catholic faith does not be like, the like that doesn't call God or Jesus creator. So I was like, what? And there's this one source, like, what is this talking about? So like each principle I broke down and I lived and I, Deep, deep, oh my gosh, dive yeah, deep, deep into yeah, deep dive on each principle. Yep. And I did it for each for a month. And so after living each of these for nine months, and I got my bag of tools, my books, yeah. I was learning things, I was jotting everything down. Three women, three different locations. I was at a wedding, I was riding my bike on a beach with some friends, and I was at Publix, which is a grocery store in the South. And three women, three different locations, all who two of them knew of me through like other connections, but not knew me says to me, they all said, excuse me, you have a spark about you. Could you teach me to have this spark? Ah. And I was like, well, well, I don't really know what you're talking about. I just been living these nine principles that spirit gave me. I mean, I can show you them. I mean, I can teach you them. So they all offered to pay me $250 <laughs> to, to take them through this. Um, I laugh now because that is not a sustainable price for a business. Right, <laughs> so, right. And you don't always know your worth and your value. And, 
And that is not like, it was like five sessions for $250. Like you can't possibly do that for a business. So I laugh now at that, but I did it. And those were my first three clients. And then they all referred me to other people, um, different organizations and different associations. And I began speaking. Um, yeah. So, so now let's come to 2022 where we are today. What, what is your business model like and who are you attracting in terms of partnerships and people that you're guiding? Yes. So I am offering a 10K mastermind for it's a 12 month year long mastermind. So that's the main hub of which you can work with me in. And then it goes down to one-on-one work, VIP days and deep dives. The women and men who are coming to me are spiritual. They have been on the spiritual journey for 10 plus years. They have been dabbling in their spiritual business as a hobby, and they now want to make it into a six figure. The mastermind is spark to six figure. My very first program was called create the spark. So spirit says to me in the shower, uh, in October, I was like, you do realize that if you combine all the things that you're teaching, it's a year long and it shows people how to make a six figure income. And I was like, oh, well, awesome. So being your true, authentic, soulful self, creating aligned wealth, not just, and doing good. Like some of the people who come to me are like, oh, don't have great relationships with money and wealth. They have uh, maybe a little bit misconception around it. Uh And so we clear those and move forward and create offers and marketing and business plans all through intuition. Well, we will include information in our show notes that can link back to, you know, to you and this program. So if anyone listening is interested, they can connect with you. Yeah. Do you set, I'm just curious, do you set new year's resolutions? I haven't in the past, but I have for 2022. Um, I actually set them in uh, November, no, beginning of December of 2021. And I set like weight, but I did it all based on what my soul wants me to be. So what is my, (laughs) I know, bear with me here, folks. (laughs) (laughs) I connected with my soul and was like, all right, how do you want to be compensated for the work that you are doing? How, how often do you want to be paid? What's the annual income you want to be making in 2022? what is the body that you want to be housed in? What does that feel like? What does it look like? What's the weight? Um, So the, um, but it's all about who I'm becoming in the process of reaching those goals. Gotcha. So it's not just very, it's, it's very, again, a mindful approach. Yep. Intentional, mindful. Um, I am, yes, I'm woo, but I, I'm also honoring the fact that I'm competitive and I'm structured, I'm purposeful, Mm -hmm. I'm very focused. So part of being authentic and your true self is honoring all aspects of yourself, not just, oh, now that I'm woo, I'm just flow and ease and abundance and and no planning. And then if you're more practical, then I can't be woo, I can't be flow, I can't be, like you can be your whole self because you are a whole being. Yeah. 
I love that. As a mother of two young girls, mm -hmm. what is your, I'm just curious, what is your approach to helping them connect with themselves? Oh, good grief. <laughs> I know this is a wild card. I had sent you some talking points in advance, but I always come up. No, with it's okay. I say good grief own. because I, and you please don't edit that out because my goodness, they are the ones who are my best teachers because they test me like right. this morning at breakfast, they're running around <clears throat> pulling each other down the stairs and they're supposed to be sitting at breakfast. They are running around the house screaming and I am like what in the world <laughs> like so it's not always zen and kumbaya in our house with meditation music no <laughs> like usually there's some black eyed peas or some Beatles playing because my oldest is a Beatles fan like nice. it, how do I teach her to have mindfulness so at night when I tuck her in we rotate Craig and I rotate between the girls every other night to tuck them in. And I just say, what is it that you want, want to share with me? What do you want to talk about? And we like to ask each other questions and she's going to be eight or she is eight. And she brings up things that are of a concern to her. And so I help her to say, let's say for instance, she's playing with friends and she comes to me and it's like, they say to me, well, that's on you and that's your fault. And because so-and-so isn't very happy, that's, that's your fault. Mm -hmm. And I said, hmm, do you really think that that's true? Like what, what else happened? So I try to help her see that nothing that anyone ever does or says is because of her. And I, oh, I emphasize that because I feel like a lot of times when we are moving through our teens and into our twenties, we take a lot of things personal. Oh like, yeah. Like if, if we get passed up in a promotion or if we don't get asked out at the dance by a certain person, then that's personal and it's all us. And it's because our hair isn't right. Our face isn't right. Our body isn't like all these things we start taking personal. And so I want to start her young. And even if I lose it and I yell, I, you know, I do. And I apologize immediately. And then I'm like, all right. And Amira, do you know that that has nothing to do with you? Like I, have told you several times to not do this, but it's mommy's responsibility to keep it together and yeah. to respond differently. Yeah. And I'm like, but it's also your responsibility to listen. So talking about responsibilities, giving them responsibilities, such as making their bed, picking up, picking up the playroom, cleaning, I'm always evolving. And I'm sure those who are listening are going to be able to be like, oh, Sarah Sparks, you should have responded differently. And it's probably true. Um, I'm doing the best I can. Oh, this was your authentic response. <laughs> I'm doing the best I can. Sometimes it's just really difficult. Yeah. I think any parent would say that mm -hmm. doing the best I can. And then if you're a parent and you're not saying that, I think that's a great mantra to kind of keep in the back of your head. And I always like to say, I'm doing the best I can under these circumstances. Yeah. And I love the quit taking it personally. In Al-Anon, we call that Q-tip, quit taking it personally. And I mean, as I'm almost 40 and I still take a lot of things personally, 
And then mm-hmm. I have to remind myself, it's probably not about me, <laughs> you know? Uh, why would everything be about me? Mm-hmm. But I'm conditioned to, you know, I'm a sensitive person. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm concerned about other people. I'm concerned about how I might affect them. And so ultimately, if something isn't right, it was my my fault in some way. So Q-tip, quit taking it personally. <laughs> how can people connect with you in the new year if they want to reach out, learn more about you, your business, uh, follow you on social media, what, you know, whatever dose of Sarah Sparks they want, how can they find it? SarahSparks.love. Everything is on my website. The links to get onto social media are on there. You can contact me through there. It'll send you to a contact form and fill it out and it'll, it'll be emailed to me. So just SarahSparks.love. And I will and include that in our show notes. Yep. And then the book you mentioned earlier, The Four Pillars. The, the Four Agreements. The Four Agreements. I will also link to that in the show notes if people are yeah. interested in following up on that. And didn't you contribute to a book recently? I feel like I saw this come through on yes. LinkedIn. Yes. Yep, that's true. So I contributed, I wrote a chapter in Sacred Medicine, and I can provide the link for that and you yeah. can. And I also wrote a book called Hateful to Grateful. Yeah, we will include links to all of those. Well, thanks. This was a joy. This was truly a joy. And I love getting to see your face. I also want to show you, I wore a heart sweatshirt for you today. Oh, that's so awesome. I love it. I I know. I just love, I wish we could give each other a hug. I know. I hope hope to see you this year. Yes, I do too. Thank you for your time. I love you and we'll be in touch. All right. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Emotion Well. Please subscribe to us and don't forget to rate us. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Emotion Well is hosted by Johanna Dunleavy and produced by Emily Wonkum.